Hill and welcome to our Living With podcast, where we will be addressing many topics of concern surrounding a cancer diagnosis. Along with up-to-date information and expert input, we hope to open the conversation around living with cancer. There are currently over 6 million carers in the UK. Some work on the front line of social care and some are on paid carers supporting family members due to health conditions, age or disability. For the purposes of this podcast, we will be concentrating on carers looking after loved ones with a cancer diagnosis. In a moment, I'll be chatting to Eileen Goldsack, who is our cancer support service lead here at the Fountain Centre. Eileen has been a treatment radiographer for over 30 years and is also a qualified coach. But before that, let's have a listen to Sue. Sue is a carer and a user of the Fountain Centre. Because my son's got special needs, it's it's telling him in simple language what to expect, how he will feel and not to be frightened to ask questions. It's affected me um, mentally as much as anything. And yes, I've been getting very tired Um But I'm not afraid to ask. I ask anything of anybody that I think is relevant. Um, And then, as I said, I relay it to Richard in the best way I can. These last six weeks have been absolutely manic. From the time my son went to the GP, 15 days later he had his testicle removed and three weeks later started the chemo. So it has been full on and a hell of a lot to take in. To have treatments here at the centre is fantastic. And you get a little bit of me time away from the cancer, if you like. My best friend, who I've been uh, mates with since we were five, her and her husband have been brilliant. We've met for coffee uh, a lot. Uh, Other friends who used to give Richard respite... Uh, took us out for a meal last night, which was lovely. And there's little things like that, and um, people ring and make sure I'm okay. And it's been good, and I've got a lot of support at church where I'm a verger. Hello, Eileen. Hello, Maria. So, Eileen, we're here to talk about Carers Week. Uh, Now, carers, obviously, we see a lot of carers in the Fountain Centre. What makes someone identify as being a carer? A carer is someone who provides unpaid care and support to a family member or friend who has an illness, a disability, could be a mental health condition, dementia, and this person needs extra help and they're there to offer it and support them. What is the impact? Because obviously we see patients coming in day to day um, to the Fountain Centre. We see the impacts of a patient and there's lots around, you know, patients and what they go through, but it does have a massive effect on those around them looking after them. Absolutely. And I think we see it every day, the impact that a cancer diagnosis has, not just on the patient, which is horrific, obviously, but the, the actual carer, also has to live with that diagnosis and if it does have a, an effect um, on the whole and the people around that that patient, including anybody who will fall into that role of carer. Are there any particular challenges, Eileen? Or is it the same challenge that anybody was looking after somebody with a medical diagnosis would encounter? It is an added challenge because whatever relationship you had before, it will change. 
depending on the needs of the patients. But even if the needs aren't practical, there's a massive psychological impact on, on loved ones. So that we cannot we cannot not uh, address that or be aware of that or support those those people. So their life as it was will change, and they may have to do more uh, running around, uh, helping helping with basic things like getting prescriptions, hospital appointments. It really depends on the level of need. Um, so their life will be different, and they may not have the same. They may not be able to do the things that they did before. They may have to change their work patterns. They may not look at. They may not be able to go to the gym or, and do the stuff that they did f- to stay well themselves. And I guess Ellie, they would also change relationships with with the person that they're now caring for, um, like a husband and wife, for example. Uh, that, that that relationship could change massively with a cancer diagnosis, couldn't it? It can do. Where before you would have felt very equal and on the same plane. That's a really tricky one for both the patient and the carer because the patient worries about the carer and the change in that relationship and likewise for the carer. Are there any support? Is there any support out there for carers? What kind of support should they be looking for? People have to look after themselves in order to care for someone else. And there's there's there's, there's, a, there's a, a lovely thing about putting your own oxygen mask on first so that you're in the best place possible to support this person but also to look at other support that you you can you can get for yourself. There may well be other people in the support network who can help you. So sometimes I think we love someone so much, we take it all on and we think we have to do it all. I think that's what you were referring Absolutely, to. Absolutely, yes. Because we think that's that's what we must do. But actually, even for the patient, it's better for them to see that you're not taking it all on necessarily or you're at least getting help. Because our patients, they worry about their carers as much we, we hear it every day. So look in your look in your support, in your family, in your friend. Who else can help you? Is there a day that someone else can can do a run to the hospital or sit? Maybe depending on the level of need. I mean, we do it really varies with need. Have a break to sort of regroup and just build up your own resources, and then you can come back to it. If you continuously take on that role full time, it is exhausting, and it will it'll it'll impact your mental health. And your physical health so it is about trying to get your support which you were saying support for yourself lots of different forms there's obviously practical support and there's organizations out there that can offer that even getting someone in just to sit with your maybe your loved one while you go out and do something uh, there's you know reach out and talk to people there's there is counseling and support groups for carers talk to other people share the experiences allow yourself to process what's going on because there's a sense of loss for carers your life has changed your relationship has changed it's tough and sometimes I think patients are very well supported medically and that kind of can carry them through but carers are on the sideline maybe not in contact with professionals all the time maybe not going for counseling or support and they, they they probably need it just as much so look for that it's a real strength to go and seek that People will listen, talk to people, allow yourself to to, to seek and, and get that support. I think it's important to register with your GP as a carer so that they're aware that you're in that role because it is like a role. And as we said earlier on, you're not getting paid and your life will have changed. What's really important is look after your own health needs. Yes. Yes. We know that a lot of carers don't make their own appointments. Um, don't miss their scans and 
And the other thing is we have carers who are patients. So they're trying to, you know, do two, two things are going on. So it, it is your responsibility, I think, to try and remember that you must look after yourself. Yep. If, you're, if your mammogram's due now, go for it. You know, get someone else in. Find help if you, if you feel you can't. And I think the more you uh, allow other help in, the more there will be. And I think it comes down to what you were saying before about like when you're on a plane, there's a reason they say put your own mask on first before helping somebody else. Oh, yeah. Because if you know you're looking, you're trying to support you know somebody with a cancer diagnosis, but if you're running around ragged and and you're you say your health's going to suffer, and then there's no and then that's what's two people needing support. Carers, in my experience from the Fountain Centre, carers find it really hard to identify that they need a wee bit of support Absolutely. like how many times do they come in Eileen and you know you're telling that they, they, they're asking for support you know for their wife for their husband or whatever and you tell them about support and then I say to them oh you know now the support is all is available for, for you. you as well and they go oh no no I'm I'm fine I'm fine and it's it's that thing of do you know what it can be something as simple Eileen can't it is just somebody else sitting with the person once you go for a wee walk maybe go with meet a friend for a cup of coffee absolutely isn't it yeah, yeah. it doesn't have to be, you don't have to do yeah. huge things Easy. you can still be with the person but yeah yeah go and get your hair done yeah. go to the dentist yeah make time for your ex you know if you continue to exercise look after your own nutritional needs don't don't skimp on things like that because the, the thing is about not getting too fatigued and there is times in that role that can change and it can be very intense. Um, so you need the resilience and the strength to get through that. But so the more you can look after yourself, the more you, you'll weather those ups and downs. And I think it's similar to what we, again, what we tell our patients is what we say to carers. It's keep your routine as much as possible because that's normality. Then that's a wee bit of normality. It's so important. And, you know, make sure you're sleeping. And if you're not sleeping, you know, addressing it and thinking about, well, if I don't sleep, it's going to feed into my well-being. So positive self-care, I can't, I can't talk enough about the need for that, particularly in, in that role. Uh, and looking, as I said, for support, whether it's within the family or professional support to come in and supplement what you're doing or help with what you're doing and not feeling guilty, mm-hmm. not feeling guilty. That that's somehow, the most important. Yeah. That, that's the, I'd say the overriding feeling the carers feel if they ask for support, Eileen, would you yeah, say? Like you say, it's hard and they just, they want, they don't want any, they want to be able to do it. But in the end of the day, you are just a human being and, and we all need support. And like I say, we've patients who are actually carers. We have cancer patients who are looking after loved ones with dementia. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's exhausting without having a diagnosis. So, yeah, and I think we're becoming more aware of of carers' roles actually, and 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 the valuable role they 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 play in society. I mean, mm-hmm. so so important mm-hmm. that when the help is there to ask for it. Yeah, and and look where that there's 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 lots of places we can signpost carers to. Um, for online support and face-to-face support. Um, and I think the other thing that's really important actually is the financial in, impact that course, being yes. in this care as well. We say they're unpaid and I suppose they are, and a lot of people will start losing their, their income, but there is support, financial support. So I think it's really important to 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 look for it and get what, what, what you can. So that can help people because the impact financially is big on the on the whole unit. Huge. And one of the things that we offer here at the Fountain Centre, of course, is we have exactly. our citizens advice uh, support worker who comes in to the centre twice a week. And mm-hmm. um, so people can register via our website. Right. 
and she can contact them and come in because there's so many things that they may, they won't be aware of and it's not the case of any people don't come and necessarily tell you that you're you have sometimes have to seek it out isn't that right? right and again we're back to that uh, stoic kind of nature yes, that carers yes. generally have we see mm-hmm. them they're amazing people i mean they're unsung heroes in my book. I agree. They're, 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 that's what makes things happen. And, and uh, what I'm always amazed is the number of people who don't see themselves as carers, mm-hmm. which is fine because they see this as, a, as an act. It's, it's, it's a love thing, exactly. isn't it? Yeah. But yeah. they are. And they're doing, if they didn't do what they would do, my question would be, what would happen if you didn't do this? So, so they do need to seek financial support if they can and if there's benefits there for them to help. So that they can um, but ease that that burden for them. So obviously this week we're celebrating Carers Week, which is obviously why we're doing this podcast, Eileen. What would be the one thing, one piece of advice you would give to a carer listening to this, who maybe doesn't isn't good at asking for helpers? What is the one piece of advice you would give them that this Carers Week? Because it's a good time to start, isn't it? If you're a, a carer, carer yes. Start. Um, I always turn it around, Maria, and say, what would you say to somebody else if you were witnessing somebody in your shoes? And and, and think about that. Um, and for me, it's like just giving yourself a little break, treating yourself with the same self-kindness and compassion that you're giving to the person you're looking after. And whatever whatever a break means to you, sitting in the garden with a cup of tea, meeting a friend for coffee, going to the cinema, just 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 get that little bit of time for yourself. Thank you so much, Eileen, for your time. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Uh, Please don't forget to subscribe and share our podcast. Uh, We will be putting some links to the various organisations that are available to help with carers in the uh, text of the podcast. So please do check those out if you are a carer and do need some support. Thank you so much again for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye bye.